Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. today well everyone's great i'm sure we hope everybody's good i'm doing great oh you're doing good you told me (laughs) are you hyped today i'm not hype i'm very (laughs) collected (laughs) hey um let me ask you a question okay how many problems do you think we've encountered in our marriage to date Okay, what's the, what's the basis of that? That's a very precise number. Well, I knew you're gonna ask me this question. Okay. So let's say you know we do a problem a day. We deal with a, a problem a day, whether it be an in-law issue, uh, some communication issue, parenting, career, etc. Right. All right. We've been married for about two and a half years so far this year. Right. Sorry, twelve and a half years okay. so far this year. Yeah, because we're eight and a half months through the year. Okay. So, yeah, roughly. Exactly. And multiply all of that by minimum one problem a day. So, we've at least had to take care of 4,639. Problems. Problems. Wow. So, and that's minimum. Yeah. Okay, so... Minimum one a day. Minimum one a day. So, times two. Yeah, so imagine if we were to double that. Lad. Or maybe for some people, <laughs> times it by ten. Now they're dealing with, like, that would have been more than almost 50,000 problems. Exactly. In the same span of time. And I'm sure that's probably... And that's we're talking, like, big problems and small problems. Yeah. Right? They don't always have to be massive. Right, 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 right. So, that's a lot of stuff to take care of. Yeah. And if you don't take care of them properly... There goes your marriage. There goes your marriage. So, say if you dealt with three a day, by the time you got to year seven, mm. you would have been in the thousands. That's right. Tens of thousands. I don't that's know what that calculation right. is, but that's grounds for like, say, you know what? Let's go our separate ways. Absolutely. Especially if you don't handle them properly. Absolutely. So, in this episode, we'll be talking about problem solving in your marriage because the world is riddled with problems. Mm. And if you hear the conversations nowadays, we need smart people to solve these problems. Right. Okay, so many societies are faced with solving issues related to economics, politics, education, human rights is a big one. Right. Right, and then equality and other things, several other things. And basically, the ability to problem solve requires technical skill and perspective. Yeah, yeah. The fact is that many times one of the biggest drawbacks to how we get to a solution is how we perceive the issue. Mm-hmm. Because if we think there's no issue, then we might do nothing. Mm. And if we think there is an issue, but the impact is small, we might still do nothing. Yeah. If we think there's an issue, but it's not as important as another issue, then for the time being, we might do nothing about that issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if it's going to blow up in our face, 
we are most likely to jump on it. Absolutely right. The other side of it is if we think there is an issue but we don't have the the aptitude to resolve it, then we might become fatalistic right. and just let fate run its course. Right. We have to become skilled at problem solving at home and at work. Right. So that's what we want to talk about. How do you problem solve in yeah. your marriage? Because just like how you're going to have triggers, mm-hmm. just like how the pet peeves are going to show up, of course. just like how you're going to get into arguments, just like how everything's going to happen, you have to build yourselves up as a couple to become good problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that partially traumatizes me, even right now as I think about it, mm-hmm. is the recent rescuing of the soccer team in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've sat down and I've watched the news clip after news clip. I've read the stories. I've seen some of the videos, some of yeah. the cross sections, the diagrams right. of what these rescuers did in order to get those 12 boys, 12 soccer players out of the cave and yeah. their coach. Yeah. So basically, if, if you want to look it up, you can. It's all over the internet. Right. It was, uh, I guess, the summer's feel-good story. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Things went awry to having a great result. Every single one of them survived. Right. But basically, these kids and their coach, after soccer practice, teenage yeah. boys, decided to go cave exploring. And then, after going about more than a kilometer into the cave, it started raining, and the water flooded the cave, and they became trapped. Right. And it became a worldwide story where they had to call in specialists. Um, apparently, cave diving and regular diving is two different types of diving. Yeah. So you have to bring in people from, I think, England, Australia, yeah. Marines, like, people with special skills to get these guys out. Exactly. And it was really, when I listened to some of the stories, it was a big problem-solving event. Yeah. That took a lot of people, a lot of collaboration, a lot of people with uh, experience, some mm-hmm. with no experience, but people mm-hmm. that were willing to work. Right. And just, just trying a bunch of different things to get these kids out. Yeah. And there's an idea there that something as simple as, hey, let's go to the cave, turned into a global event where it required a global Mm -hmm. effort to pull these kids out of the cave. Right, right. And if you just think about that, that's a lot of marriages. Of course. Simple things, simple conversations that turn into, like simple arguments, for example, Mm -hmm. turn into big things Mm -hmm. that require so many people to get involved yeah. to help them get it resolved. Yeah. Well, ima- sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But imagine if you were to develop the aptitude amongst yourself, between yourselves, to tackle a problem when you see it. Right. And that's what we really want to get into. Absolutely. Today. So how do you know you have an issue to be solved? Right? Mm-hmm. A problem is a perceived gap between the exist the existing state and a desired state. For right. example, if your spouse always misunderstands what you are saying, then there is an issue with communication because miscommunication and misunderstanding are symptoms of inauthentic listening. 100%. Problems are, one, unwelcome. Yeah, we don't want them. Right? Usu- usually created by behaviors and actions, but always unwelcome by at least one person. One person might start a problem, but I'm sure they wouldn't want it to turn around and bite them in the booty. (laughs) 
True. So problems are unwelcome, and they're also they're chronic. They tend to stick around if you don't do anything about it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even when you try and resolve it, if your methods don't work, if you're not employing the right methods, then the problems are going to stick around. Mm-hmm. So they become chronic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then problems are also harmful and toxic, causing immediate damage. Yes. And some of them are insidious where they gradually cause damage, you know, perhaps at varying intensities, and mm-hmm. then boom. Yeah. And then problems, emotional triggers. Yep, big part of it. They definitely get your attention. They get at your emotions. Absolutely true. Now, the other thing about problems, they could be a question themselves. Right. Because typically, you know, especially if you remember going through school, right? professor would give you a bunch of problems mm-hmm. on a sheet and say, solve these. Right. Describe this, what is this, explain this, define this, compute this. So problems create a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And this is where, if you can get to answering the questions together without blaming each other, mm-hmm. then you're already on your way to solving the problem. And we're going to get into that later. So, one of the problems they ask is, or you might ask is, how did we end up here? Yeah. And that's a good question to ask. Yeah. Right? Well, why are we, like, how did we get to this point? Yeah. Because what it forces you to do is to trace back. And we're going to get into that again as to why that's important. Mm-hmm. Another question that comes up is, who is to blame? Mm-hmm. Who should get most of the blame? Now, again, you both have to take ownership. Absolutely. Otherwise, you really wouldn't have a problem. And then, even piggybacking on the how did we get there, it's gonna, you're going to ask, could we have prevented this? Right. Okay, and then right. looking at a situation, you might be saying, okay, well, we're already here. Yeah. Can't go back in the past, can't change the past, and we're dealing with this issue now. Right. So, what are our options now? Yeah. Then you might think back, hmm, what were our options before? Mm-hmm. And then you might think forward and say, okay, well... Depend, seeing where we've come from, right. where we are now, what are going to be our options tomorrow? Yeah. Or if this happens again, what will be our, exactly. our, our options tomorrow? Exactly. Yeah. Another question is how long do we have before this gets worse? Ooh, big one. You know, if it's something that, that is not easily capable of, of being fixed, it could get worse. Right. And then we want to look at who's affected And to what degree? Yeah. Because even if it's in our marriage, yes, me and you are affected. Mm -hmm. We're the prime, we're the people that are going to experience it the most. Right. But people on the fringes. Now, the the other issue is that some people try to jump in your problem when they try to. (laughs) And that's a whole other, yeah, that's a whole other topic. (laughs) You know, you having your marital issues and somebody on the, on the side tries to jump in and try to make it worse. Oh, yeah. Craziness. Anyways. With the intent of helping. <laughs> but really with the intent of making it worse. Yeah. You know, but... Some people are just nosy. Let's be real. But, yeah, there's there's nosy people, for sure. <laughs> but there's nosy people that I say that might want to make things better for you or yeah. help you out. But then there's nosy people that just want to make sure that, oh, okay, uh, finally, there's somebody worse than me. Well, I knew they were worse <laughs> than me. You were just pretending the whole time. Right? Unfortunately, though, know, that's a conversation for another day. Definitely for another day. Another question is, can we actually fix this? Yeah. Or is this how it's going to be? Is yeah. this our fate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another question, what if the methods to resolve the problems don't work? You've put the methods in, you've done the interventions, now 
it may not possibly work. Yep, and then you're going to ask, how likely are we to make this problem worse and therefore create yeah. more problems? Yeah. Now we have problems on top of problems, and you got to solve each one to scale back to the big one. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, earlier we had stated that problems can cause emotion, right? Yeah. So that emotional shirt, we could become stressed. Yep. We may end up insecure, mm-hmm. disillusioned, divided, right? Yes. And we could even lose our composure. Yeah, and this is where you fall apart. This is where you go back to, might go back to question to who is to blame. Yeah. It's all your fault. I had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. If you had listened, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And since you never listen, because every other time I've said do this and you've never done it, and mm-hmm. we end up getting to these terrible situations, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we become stressed. We right. become insecure. Like, I'm no longer secure in this place. Right. We become disillusioned. Maybe we start thinking... Maybe if I just get away from this, my life will be so much better. Yeah. But you never solve the issue. No. And you're probably just as culpable yeah. as I was in whatever the issue was. Yeah. And the issue will come back up again yeah. just with a different mask. And it's just like, even if you don't take all the blame, if you have just a simple portion, I think it's important to get to that to see who actually owns what. Yeah. And then move from there. And it's really hard, you know, you really have to humble yourself, even if you might not be the one that caused the bigger problem. Yes, yes. Especially right? when it comes to your marriage. Yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to your marriage. You might you might be the one that might have been hurt, right. but maybe there was something that led your spouse that you might have done, right. said, etc., that led them to hurting you even more. Yes. Again, hurt people hurt, hurt people. We've yeah. heard that statement several times yeah. before. So. And we talk about it in our apology podcast where I didn't do that what she said. Yeah. I did. So I'm not taking blame for that. Right. Okay. And because we we become proud in that sense, you're like, I'm not apologizing. Yeah. No, that created another problem. Or you might even go as far as, like you said, becoming really defensive. Yeah. Rather than taking responsibility. And for then, your piece. Yeah, just hold on That's to your it. piece. But then you don't take responsibility for your piece, so now you get defensive, and that creates more conflict. Ex- absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So we have a few problem-solving methods. And what we want to highlight is that the most important thing to do is to change your perspective towards the problem and your perspective towards the people that are involved. Mm-hmm. If you can make that switch, one, that shows that you've become composed. Yeah. When you're stressed, when you're feeling insecure, when you're disillusioned, when you see yourself as you versus your spouse, Uh you're not composed. Right. So you're not going to be able to get that perspective. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you could monitor and modify your perspective, then now we could say there's some composure. Mm -hmm. We could begin to parse things out and get to the bottom of it. Right. Okay, so we have five problem-solving methods. So the first method, avoidance. Okay. The action in this one is, I ignore or refuse to acknowledge the existence of conflict. Mm-hmm. And the result of that is, well, I lose, you lose. Because nothing can be done about it. True. Second one, accommodation. Mm-hmm. I do what you want in order, to sa- in order to satisfy your needs or wants. In this case, I'm being unassertive. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm also being cooperative, but unassertive. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 the, the 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 result there is that I lose, you win, mm-hmm. and that's because I had to give up what I wanted or needed, mm-hmm. so that you can have what you wanted mm-hmm. or needed. Mm-hmm. Okay. The third one is competition. This is a form of fighting. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens there? Assertive and uncooperative. Yep. Okay? And the results that you get here is I win, you lose. Because only one can win. Yes. Yeah, that's not good. That's not a good one either. The third, the fourth one, compromise. And this is where you and I both give up a part of what we wanted uh-huh. or needed to settle the problem. Right. And that's the action that we take. And the result is that I win some. These are like partial wins, partial losses. I win some, you win some. I lose some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. Because we both had to give up a little. So, sadly, we both walk away unfulfilled. Right, right. And the one that we definitely recommend mm-hmm. is collaboration. You and I work together to find an agreeable solution to the problem. Yes. This is an I win, you win, because we were willing to work together to satisfy both of our needs. Now, as a listener might be saying, well, what's the difference between that and compromise, between collaboration and compromise, because we both, we won some and we lost some. Yeah. The difference between the collaboration and the compromise is that in collaboration, everything goes on the table. Right. Compromise is that we just throw some things on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not entirely honest. Yeah. We're trying to get to a quick solution. So the first thing that pops up that matches, okay, we grab that. Mm-hmm. But everything doesn't get disclosed. Mm-hmm. In collaboration, everything has to be disclosed. Mm-hmm. And then you work together to say, okay, let's take care of the top priority mm-hmm. and the second and the third, mm-hmm. and the fourth. And then, as you go down the list, some things start taking care of themselves. Right. And that's collaboration. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. So we have a little scenario here to uh, illustrate our method, a collaborative method. This is where husband and wife sit down, they throw everything on the table, and they go through these steps in order to figure out an issue. Now... We said that we had a minimum 4,300, wait, 4,639 problems. Right. So we would have to do, we would have had to do this 4,000, at least <laughs> 4,639 times. Right. You know what the benefit of that is? We become better at problem solving. Oh, there you go. Might seem tedious. Yep. But if we got good at problem solving, we might have had to deal with less. Yep. Yeah. So this is... Absolutely. We would have had to deal with less problems. Absolutely. Right? So there's no, even if it sounds like a big number and a lot of steps. Yes. The more you do it, the earlier you do it, yeah. the better you become at it. Absolutely. Okay. And the less problems you have. So you want me to you want me to you want me to read this scenario? Yes, boo, go ahead. Okay. Jack and Jill have issues communicating. Jack and Jill. Yeah, Jack and Jill. Why not Gary and Julie? Why not Jack and Jill? Why? Okay, we're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody else. Jack so and Jill. Everybody knows Jack and Jill. They had, 
if we tell the story of Jack and Jill, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down okay. and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling after. Why did Jack fall down and broke his crown? How come Jill's tell? <laughs> See, it's perfect. The, so Jack and Jill thing. have issues communicating. Jack bickers quietly about the things he doesn't like. Uh-huh. And when Jill asks him what's going on, he gets agitated and it turns into them arguing loudly. Mm-hmm. They shout at each other. <laughs> Jill criticizes Jack a lot. And when he doesn't make the adjustments, she ends up playing the victim and emotionally blackmails Jack Ooh. into getting what she wants. Sounds like a common scenario. I think this is a lot of people. And wives. A lot of people, man. Yes, sir. So, so, how do you deal with this? Well, the problem solving for spouses using the collaboration method, right? right? The step one. Here we have, we are going to share with you 10 steps. Yeah. The first step identify the problem and who is responsible. A lot of the time should be. Here. So most of your a time lot. should be spent at te- step one. Right. You get through step one, writing down every single thing, what the problem is, and who's responsible, mm-hmm. then it, the rest will just flow. Right. Okay, so what should they do? Well, Jack bickers, mm-hmm. and then they argue loudly. Mm-hmm. Jill criticizes Jack. Mm-hmm. Jill plays a victim, and then she turns around, and she also emotionally blackmails Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's the problem, and those are the responsibilities. Right. Step two is for them to accept the responsibility, apologize properly, using yep. the scientific method of apology, mm-hmm. which we disclosed in the podcast, The Science of Apology. There you go. <laughs> and in this case, you, uh, when you accept responsibility, apologize, you become allies. Yeah. And in, but here's what you got to do. You got to be honest. Yes. Because if you're not honest, yes. you're going to waste a lot of time. A lot of time. Because you've already spent a lot of time at step one. Yeah. So at step two, take the responsibility, apologize properly, be yeah. honest about everything, and move on. Absolutely. Now, what's what about Jack and Jill? They're both terrible communicators. Yeah. So they need to accept their individual contribution to the issue. Right. Because whenever there's a problem... Jack is all up in his feelings. Jill asks him what's going on, <laughs> and they start yelling at each other. Then she turns around and blackmails him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to go to step three. Isolate the problem from each other. See, here they make the choice to communicate poorly. Right. So it's just a choice that they're making. It's a it's choice. It's not that they're really poor communicators. No. They're choosing to be poor exactly. communicators. Exactly. And in my opinion, even selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So then the next step would be step four. Examine the skills and the resources that you have. Well, it turns out that Jill writes poetry. Yeah. And Jack and Zoe's being out in nature fishing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, why does he do that? Because it gives him a lot of time to reflect. Yeah. So, if she's writing poetry, she's probably also taking a lot of time to reflect and think. Yeah. And he likes to fish. Right. So, that part, that's part of their resources. Right. And then, step five, mm-hmm. measure them against the problem. Right. Do you have enough firepower? So, in this case, she can use her writing as a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Because she thinks through her writing. Right. And then... They could take advantage of the fact that Jack likes to go 
fishing mm-hmm. and be out in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's their advantage. Step six, recruit help together. Yeah. That means one person doesn't go out and grab his friends who thinks the way he thinks. <laughs> okay, don't go grab your friends from the bar or the pool hall. Yeah. Or, you know, your whatever team you're on, your, your board. Yeah. Don't just go grab those no, guys. No. Build a team together that reflects both of your personalities and perspectives. Now, you've already collaborated together and you've already accepted responsibility. Right. And you're already clear on what the issue is. So now go get a team that's going to help you get to the bottom of it. This is in case you don't have all the resources. Right, right. right. And then if you go to step seven now, mm-hmm. work to resolve the problem. It might be some trial and error. Right. Be patient and diligent. diligent. Absolutely. And then the next step, you've already resolved the issue, now celebrate the win. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then... Very important for step nine. Set up boundaries to prevent a future occurrence. Right. Yep. Boundaries are definitely important. Allow each other to signal the onset of bad communication and enforce a reset respectfully. Yes. So, Jack, mm-hmm. um, you're bickering quietly. Jill says, hey, Jack, what's going on? Don't get vexed at that. First of all, don't start bickering, because once you start bickering, Jill's going to have something to say. Oh. So just come out and say, hey, Jill, man, like I'm having a lousy day. And that's all it takes. That's all, that's it, takes. all it takes. Step 10, make notes of the event. Right. Do this so you have a reference point for the future. Yes. And when we say notes, write them down, even if you have to have a journal. Yep. Write it down. Don't just take mental notes. True. Right? Write it down so you can go back and... Well, you might forget. You might forget, but it's also nice to see how you have evolved. That's true. As a couple. That's true. You had a problem in year one. You write down how you dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Year five, that problem might have been a huge problem for you. But now you're in year five or year ten, and now you're looking at it from the perspective of, wow, we've done really well. Yeah. Because that never occurred again, or now that small stuff. Well, you, you, that's so interesting because I remember uh, we we're doing some cleaning up, and you came across some uh, some notes mm-hmm. that I'd written to you when we were dealing with our with some issues. Mm-hmm. And you pulled the notes out, and you read them, and it didn't put you back in a bad place. No, because you're looking back and say, you know, we're we're better than those problems now. Man, it made me happy. Right? It, it, it made me very, very happy to see that because I thought, wow, time has truly time gone has. by yeah. and we're doing amazing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're doing exactly what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, you will be faced with problems. That's right, friend. Okay? So, if, here's the thing, though. If you lead anyone, you'll be faced with problems on a daily basis. You'll find yourself going through these steps to resolve those problems. Right. Leaders will make the efforts to resolve these issues because they know what it's at stake for the organization. Right. For the employees, for the owners, and the stakeholders. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Your marriage and family is also at stake. And if you don't develop the aptitude to properly vet and resolve problems, mm-hmm. you're going to have these problems that are mounting up mm-hmm. and compounding and stacking on each other. And eventually, like we said, they will blow up. Mm-hmm. The good news is, 
about problems is that you only get better at solving them by learning from solving other problems. Right. So not only are you able to solve the problems, but you can see them developing. Mm-hmm. You know when something is coming that could be detrimental. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The reason why we even stress this because you don't want to be dealing with the same thing over and over. Nobody likes unwanted repetition. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And that's sadly is why people walk away from their marriage. That is why. I ran into somebody and they told me that I did this, we, we went through the same thing for seven years and yeah. I couldn't see myself doing this till the day I died mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right listen to anyone who has divorced or separated or is contemplating it they will say I've tried and I tried and I tried but there was something missing yeah and that is they didn't know how to solve problems yeah and the greatest companies in the world good at solving problems yes. for their employees, for their customers, yes. and, and everything else. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Yep. All right, everybody. That is our feature for today. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation about leadership and marriage. Gary and Julie presented by Leading in Love. Hope you had some wonderful takeaways. Thank you for hanging out with us. We love, love, love spending time with you. We definitely do. Remember, you are a successful leader, and your marriage and family can be successful, too. High five.